2: I am awake.
1: Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national native news and events. And as you know, Haley, native issues are human issues and human issues are native issues.
3: You're absolutely right, Daga. And this portion of the show is supported by Minnesota 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
1: Yes, they do. And it's Thursday, and it's a million degrees out, and we have Robert Lilligren, of CEO of Native American Community Development Institute, our normal guest here on Thursday, and uh, nothing's normal right now, Robert. I, the the planet's burning up, and I, I mean, gee whiz, really. I'm, uh, I'm I'm I just don't know what to say.
4: No, I hear you, Robert. And bujo, Haley. Bujo, Robert. So good to be here. And yeah, it just, I was out of the absolute minimum today, but it was 98 where I was. And, and that was hot enough. And then you think there are, um, cities where it's 30 degrees hotter than that, you know, oh, it's 125 or something like that. It's just like, I don't know how people are standing it. And, and I don't know how people can continue to not connect you know, sort of uh carbon emissions and others to what we're experiencing right now.
1: Absolutely. And you guys did the right thing today at Four Sisters. We got the yeah. alert yesterday. Um smart. Really smart.
4: Yeah, we had to cancel our lovely Four Sisters Farmers Market. I know I've seen both you, Haley and Robert, there. Robert's kind of a regular, but it's it's yeah. such a happening spot, you know, and uh, it's this really vibrant uh, destination on the American Indian Cultural Corridor, but we made the call really early, uh, yeah. Monday, I think, and our, a lot of our vendors were canceling because of the um, projected heat, and it was exactly the right choice, but it's always a little disappointing to cancel, or cancel the Four Sisters Farmer's Market.
1: Yeah, it is, but totally understand, and today I was uh, booked up with uh, uh, Ho-Chunk stuff, so I was not able to go, so that's that's always a bummer, but, uh, mm. you know, government moves forward, we're getting new uh, executive directors because we have a new president in Ho-Chunk Nation, so it's a really it's a really interesting process, too.
4: Ah, very, so interesting, so the executive directors are sort of appointed department heads, is that yes. is that how it works in the Ho-Chunk Nation?
1: Yeah, and it's wiped clean from the new president. Now, he can bring people back, but uh, sure. nine times out of ten, they don't. So it's a mm-hmm. really interesting process, and it kind of slows government down for a little bit. But, uh, you know, the president now, John Greendeer, the brand-new uh, elected president who has been president before, he uh, is uh, really sliding in there in a good way, and he uh, he knows, I want to say he knows what he's doing, but he knows what he's doing because he's been president before. Great. It
4: sounds like it's a good move for the tribe. And I just, you know, I'm kind of a government wonk. And so I just love seeing different structures and, you know, trying to learn about them. And, and of course with native nations, we have tribal nations, we have lots of examples uh, of government, but that's one thing I learned while I was in municipal government on the Minneapolis city council is that no two municipalities had the same government right and so there was no real apples to apples comparison and and i think that's just fascinating
1: it is it really is and you know uh i talked about not running again when i first got uh elected or was running and it's just like you have to run again it's such a big learning curve
4: it is it's like i used to say it it's a vertical learning curve (laughs) when you're getting to government like that and and so things kind of happen in cycles right so yeah to learn you have to go through a full cycle and that could be mm-hmm. a one year, two year, three year cycle. Then, then you kind of get, for me anyway, it was, then I get the aha. It's like, Oh sure. Right. This is how it all interconnects. Now I see but it takes yeah. a while. It
1: does. It does too. And, uh, as you know, and people out there might or might not know Ho-Chunk Nation's a very, has a very big government and, uh, and a lot of people, we have almost 9,000, uh, citizens of Ho Chunk Nation across the United States, and most mostly in uh, in uh, uh, Wisconsin. So uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of services, and there's a lot of lot of things that you know tie in, and it's all directed to, which is great. And you know, Robert, we're Native governments are the only governments really that give back money to their citizens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's just been fascinating. You have a lot of Ho Chunk friends around here, which is. Which is great. And they, the ones at least that I come in contact with, the Ho Chunk citizens, are really um, people who are excelling. You know, they have sort of a vision and they're moving toward it, often very community based. And it's really I've been really impressed. As you know, I have I think just one right now, Ho chunks sister working we have working at NACTI. Yeah. She's been on the show here. Destiny Jones and uh, who runs our Four Sisters Farmers Market, and she's just really impressive.
1: Yes, and she went to the area meeting last month too, and uh, oh, that yeah. was her that was her first one, and she uh, she was very uh, uh, interested. Let's put it that way. In I a love good way. that.
4: <laughs> I love it. Her grandmother was your first woman tribal executive. Really. Oh, yeah, I thought you knew that. Oh, I thought I told her that. Yeah. Oh, Her name was, was Jones, too. I don't know her first name right off the top of my head.
1: Was she the first president? First because woman. Because I think our first president was a woman.
4: Oh, then maybe that's it. Wow. But like I said, her name was Jones. I don't know her mm-hmm. first name. I probably should, but...
1: I'll have to get the Googles out here and, uh, yeah, of- yeah.
4: Oh. <laughs> and engage that young sister in the legislative process. You never know where she'll end up.
1: Well, that's what it's all about. And you know that, and you've been doing that for years, and we both talk about this. It's like we're setting things up for the future, and the future's looking bright. And, and, uh, you know, I know you're doing that in your job big time, just just your job, not, not alone all the committees and groups that you're involved in.
4: Yeah, you know, that's when I first was running for uh, office back in 2000, uh, a lot of the established people wouldn't help me because I was an outsider and I was kind of challenging the status quo. And so that experience really prompted me to just commit to sharing whatever I learn. You know, I'll share it out and, you know, if uh, there are young emerging candidates, I'll meet with them, even if I'm not going to end up supporting them or agreeing with them. And you know, I'll still meet with them and share something. And uh, and I still like doing that. And now I've have enough time that I've, you know, been doing this public-like stuff that I can look back and say, oh yeah, connect some dots. Like, yeah, cool. And I helped this this young woman or this young man and now look where they are. That's what I'm doing later tonight. After the show, I'm going up to a, a fundraiser for a city council candidate who I'm Really interesting young she 's not native, but an emerging candidate, brilliant young woman, really well suited and temperamentally suited for the position, so just want to support the next generation,
1: yeah, and you know I see that too, and you know I got a a a good grasp of that too, when I was teaching because people. I'd really get excited that uh, my students would go into film and video or television, sure. and, uh, and now it's it's just some going into teaching. You know, I did that for thirty years, so it's just it's really heartfelt to see uh, that you've had some kind of connection with the with the young right. ones that are now old.
4: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that must be very rewarding. You, uh, have, you have you have bulk to look at. Sorry, Haley.
3: Oh no, you're good. I was just going to say. I did Google that up first, quick for you. The first president of Ho Chunk Nation was in '87, and her name was Joanne Jones.
1: Yeah. Wow. That. Wow. I was just talking to somebody about that today, and I had no idea. I better start being nicer to Destiny then. Oh, no right. Right. <laughs> jeez! Wow, a little junior royalty there. Holy mackerel. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio, and we only got one more segment with Robert because, as you know, he's got to take off and support support city government and what he does best, and uh, reaches reaches out to the community and uh, does a great job. And we're blessed to have Robert Lilligren on the show almost every Thursday. And uh, wow, you know we'll have we'll finish up our conversation uh, uh, next segment. You're listening to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake, and I'll be right back. We'll all be right back. Stay with us. ho
5: When we heal from our traumas.
2: When we face our fears.
5: Let go of our addictions.
2: When we relearn our values.
5: When we live our teachings.
2: Respecting our elders.
5: Cherishing and honoring our children.
2: When we honor and take care of our spirit.
5: There will be be no room left for sexual
2: violence. violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years, and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at spps.org slash careers. Hey, this is... This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman
2: 1, U.S. Panic Country, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilate.
3: This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis.
1: Hey, it is. And here we're with Robert Lilligren, uh, CEO and uh, Executive Director of Native American Community Development Institute here in uh, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. And we're doing our uh, weekly check-in here. And... uh, a lot of things going on nationally but I, I always want i always have my wife's uh voice in my head saying ask robert what he wants to talk about so i know we're going to only hang out for another segment so robert what would you like to talk about today
4: sure thanks robert and you know i'll talk about anything and you know even stuff i don't really know about but i try not to say too much like about that <laughs> but one of the things i wanted to talk about today was just some kind of cool stuff going on right down here in the community in Minneapolis and along the American Indian Cultural Corridor if I may. And one of them, and it's also sharing a resource here and, you know, we're having a, a job fair tomorrow that is about career opportunities with Minneapolis Minneapolis public schools. And folks may know that we have a fairly robust Indian education uh Component to our Minneapolis public schools and our state, and the you know the historic 2023 legislative session put considerably more funds into Indian education, and and just from being in some community meetings and stuff, there was a lot of talk and concern about how many positions are open within both uh, Minneapolis public school central administration, Indian education, and then at each individual school. And so through the Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors, M-U-I-D, or MUD, uh, the leadership there, especially around education, decided to come together, hold a job fair, and attract folks. And so that's at Division of Indian Works, which is on East Lake Street here. It's one of our revered community institutions. Uh, and it's from 9 to noon. Uh, tomorrow breakfast is served, and and... And so just to urge people to go there who are looking for work and then also to share the community resource. So I'm looking at the Facebook page for the Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors. It's called MUD, M-U-I-D, Community Group. And you can just scroll through. And our, our coordinator at MUD, uh, her name's Barb Drew, and she just does a great job of posting community events. And it's really one of the best kind uh, kinds of collections of these kinds of community goings on that, that we have in, in town.
1: Yeah. And I agree. And I think it, it's, uh, Minneapolis has a good, uh, uh, native American, uh, programs and we have, uh, you know, and I've gone to their powwows and stuff like that and talked to them. And, you know, it, we, if you're just thinking about it, you should go down there and check it out because I think, uh, you know, we need people like that look like our students working in schools mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of times that doesn't happen and it's few and far between and there there is a place for us.
4: Here, 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 and again, just to repeat that resource, it's the MUD community group, M U I D community Group on Facebook. And, yeah. and then another kind of cool thing I, I wanted to lift up is uh just to really recognize a lot of the youth who participated in the north american indian di- indigenous games uh yeah. that were just took place in um i can't say the uh indigenous group, but Halifax. <laughs> yeah in nova scotia but they, they said that also lists the the indigenous name for, for yeah. local. and there was a a really strong delegation from minneapolis uh that participated and a lot of them were uh sort of based or around Little Earth of the United Tribes, a native mm-hmm. housing community that we have here. And uh in the Red Bears, it's called the Red Bears is their team and their coach Makwa Roberts uh was coaching out at the games and they brought home two silver medals and there's just a lot of community feeling about it and it's, it's always good to pick lift up good things that young people are doing in the community
1: yeah we had a young ho-chunk playing on the minnesota baseball team too and that was uh that's exciting just for them and it i believe robert it's every four years and it, they really had it uh down to an art it like it looked like a, the olympics they had a walk-in just like the olympics it was really really impressive to watch online
4: yeah yeah i was following a lot of people's social media and it did it just looked like Quite a time, and there was just a wonderful outpouring from the community to support these young people, mm-hmm. people getting there. And you know, those are uh, can be transformational, sort of lifetime experiences, and it sets a sets a bar pretty high to see where 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 these young folks can go next.
1: Well, what's and, what's, what's interesting too is that some of them uh, are. going to be friends for life, whether they just met them up there in Canada and other nations or, or just bonding from people that are in different tribes that are in different on the same team.
4: Right. Right. And to see, you know, a different perspective. So, so that was just a cool thing to celebrate. And then the third, uh, kind of cool thing I wanted to bring up does involve our organization, Native American Community Development Institute. And we, um, we operate the All My Relations Arts Gallery and a, and a broader arts program as well. But the gallery has really become a, a hub for Native artists of all types. And, mm-hmm. and so it's just been a great network building. And one of the things we've been involved with for the last few years is the Jim Denemy uh, Scholarship Fund.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: and it's a memorial scholarship fund. We lost renowned artist Jim Denemy just a few years ago and uh his um widow uh came to us and asked if we would help shape and sort of house this memorial fund uh which we did and we just made our second award and named our second uh uh fellow and yeah. her name yeah is uh maggie thompson she's fond of lack like ojibwe uh she's Pretty high profile in the arts community here. Uh, she uh, wins an award of uh, ten thousand dollars. That's hers to spend how how she wants, and uh, and it's just it's a way of honoring Jim Denemy and honoring the emerging artists as well.
1: Yeah, that's exciting, and you know we talk about it, and that's proof in the pudding there that. Jim and his family, uh, are supporting the future of native art artists and, uh, and that support. And that's a great, great legacy.
4: Hey, brother. Yeah.
3: Yes. What do you guys got going on at four sisters next Thursday?
4: Uh, I believe it no, I got to move quickly to the, the, I believe we have a food demo.
3: <laughs> right. Okay. Tuesday. Is that a, yeah. is that a Ho-Chunk doing that again? Or Is who that did that uh, I'm
4: not sure. Hold on, I should be better informed. I
1: know,
4: I know there's a couple
1: of food uh food demos going on and I know uh one of the ho chunks that had a food demo with uh, the four sisters, she's doing one uh for someone else and I can't remember what other uh, agency on the on the avenue there and what she's doing, but uh I just saw a poster up on Facebook about uh um uh, what's her la- last name cruz or uh uh she did oh, the okay. she did the uh, food uh food thing uh, about three weeks ago two weeks ago at uh sure.
4: so yeah. the food demo one uh at the next market which is uh uh well this can't be right i'm actually looking today but we have a food demo uh by chef Vanessa Casillas. And oh she's so- still- is that yeah. she the Ho-Chunk sister? Oh, yeah. Okay. She's ho- Ho-Chunk, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Cool, but all of a sudden I'm looking, and I think we may... If this is the wrong...
1: You might have already had yeah. her on.
4: No, she's August 2nd. August oh. 3rd? Uh, yeah, you think it would be August so I'm a little confused.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading <laughs> off the email we were sent, but... Right. Yeah, so oh, that will okay. be... That's sourced right. from Dream of Wild Health Farm right. at yes. Four
4: Sisters. Right. Yep. yeah. Got thank you, it. Haley. So, uh,
1: the heat's yeah, gotten you. to us, I think. <laughs> We're no, live, uh, Robert.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, right, live radio. But I think, I noticed, I think we have an error on the Facebook notice. Cause it, okay. That says Wednesday, uh, the 2nd. So I'm glad the email blast was correct. And speaking yeah. of Dream of Wild Health, and so for folks who aren't from the area, that's a native-owned organic farm in the Twin Cities. They maintain a, a position... Uh, or, uh, presence here in the city as well, and they do a ton of incredible youth programming, cultural training, and they do uh, CSA. You know, they deliver boxes of produce to people that have subs- subscribed, and they do it. Their drop off place is the Four Sisters Farmers Market. And since the market was closed today, they still came down, parked their van, and bless their hearts. There were Dream of Wild Health staffers sitting out in 98 degree weather. Under a tar- canopy, of course, but delivering CSAs, delivering good organic food, indigenous raised to the community here.
1: Wow. Yeah. That, we love Dream of Wild Health and what a doer. And I know when we go down there uh, on Thursdays, Robert, there's people that have orders uh, similar that are coming up and picking up orders all the time. and uh, Yeah. Fresh fruit, uh, you know, those people do such a great job. Robert, I know you gotta get going here. And I and but we always enjoy just uh, hanging out and talking a little bit about what's going on in Indian Country and here in the Twin Cities. We didn't get into politics, but we will next week. Oh, I know, I
4: can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I think scene. there's some
1: thong- some things are going to be happening here real soon nationally. So yeah. we'll have a good conversation about that. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio. Thanks, Robert. All right. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. time awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Ho!
5: Attention art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wisigindum, My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists, preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian cultural corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues. Issues, injustices, and biases. Through mixed media, combining drawing, painting, and prints, Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wissigindum, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at allmyrelationsarts.org.
1: Your neighbors are talking about the Blue Line Extension connecting North Minneapolis, Crystal, Robbinsdale, and Brooklyn Park to the light rail transit system.
5: The Blue Line allows
0: us to actually connect people in real time to this community. Instead of bypassing it, they're going to stop and shop. They're going to stop and play. They're going to stop and work. Blue Line is a connector.
1: Hear more of this story and others at yourblueline.org. Be a
3: Vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite resilient as ever and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a Vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn. Dot US. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health.
5: JS Bean Factory is a native owned, community supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff.
1: Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners' Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal.
5: With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for showers and storms tonight with a low around
1: 71, Friday sunny with a high near 86, and Saturday sunny with a high around 82.
5: Get paid to upgrade. Warner Cellian will buy your appliance for $50 during our trade-in sale. No one else saves you more time from shopping to free professional delivery like Warner Stellion. Put us to the test. Shop Minnesota family-owned warnercellian.com.
1: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Yes, it is. And they do great work here in the Twin Cities and all over Turtle Island. I know they do a lot of work and a lot of of things uh, all over the United States. Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Wendy who's uh, listening from... uh, our condo in uh, Long Beach, New York. Hey, Wendy. Uh, glad that you're on and uh, I'll see you in a couple days. Love you. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Hey, we got a guest. Hi.
3: Wait, I want to say hi to Wendy too. Oh, okay. Hi, Wendy. Hope you're having fun out in New York. Hope you're beating the heat.
1: Yeah. It's not. It's not as hot. We miss you, and uh, we love the the updates that you send us. And we'll see you in a see you in a few days. Hey, I'm not sure if we have our guest on. I see. I see that she's here, but she doesn't have her camera on, so I'm not a hundred percent sure if she's on. Um, could yes. you? <clears throat> oh, sorry. Sorry.
0: <clears throat> I apologize. Hey. Yes, I'm. I'm here.
1: Um, hey,
0: um, nice to meet. Thank you for having me. Would you like me to have my camera on? Or or does it matter?
1: It it doesn't matter. I just couldn't tell if you were on, and, uh, and I'm glad you're on. And I'd love you to introduce yourself because uh, I've seen your work on Facebook, and so happens that you know that you're out in New York City too, where, <laughs> where we have uh, where we're at a, l- a lot of times. And my wife's out there right now, um, and we love the city. And I see the the views from your your office. And uh, please introduce yourself.
0: Yeah, the views are actually um amazing. Um but um my name I a lot of people, a lot of my friends call me Kai for short. Um I'm come I come from the UG and Muscogee nations in Oklahoma. Um I'd you know, primarily have always been a creative. It's it's something that I think as indigenous people we it's like in our DNA, just like you know, the earth is in our DNA and for me it's it's um it's an it's an honor to be um in the in a position to be able to come to New York City. Um, not a lot of people are able to leave the reservation and and do something like that that's where um you know people like like us that try to pave the way for people set the stones in front of them so that it's stable and not you know you're not you're not um you're not sure what you're getting into um you have people that, that that go ahead you know to guide the way like scouts but primarily what it is is um you know i i i i've I've always enjoyed the ability to make something new um It started out um in high school as a as a as a clothing designer um you know I honestly didn't realize that i had had the ability to um make jewelry until somebody told my my actually my mother told me you know you've actually you, you learned how to do this when you were like six and so um for me it's just like it just came naturally I, you know as as it does in you know when things are are, are tied to native roots. And you know basically what, what what it comes down to is is that I'm not in New York City for myself I'm, I'm in New York City to uh, pave the way, so
1: yeah. Right on, and uh, and I was going to say that, and I'm glad you brought that up, and you know how important it is that you are paving the way for people that look like us. Uh, as a former high school teacher, uh, you don't see a lot of, uh, you know, our, our kids don't see a lot of us. As a politician, they don't see a lot of us. As a, as a national artist like yourself, they don't see a lot of us. So, Ka- Kai, thanks for paving the way, and uh, let's talk about what you're doing and, and uh, whatever you want to talk about because... Uh, uh, <laughs> We got we got a couple segments here, and that we're rocking the roll here. We're on the Civic Media Network all over the country, and here out of uh, the Twin Cities on AM nine fifty. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I I can just pretty much kind of take it from there. Um, you know, you we we kind of had chatted on 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 social media a bit about. Um, you know, Sioux nation and, and, you know, versus United States. And, you know, I, I personally want to, I want to, I want to say that I can't be an advocate at all in any way, shape or form for the great Sioux nation. That's not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a part of their bloodlines in any way. Um, You know, but what I can say is, is that um, I, I was there, you know, for um, the occupation that did occur at Standing Rock against Mm -hmm. uh, a corporation that was attempting to basically, you know, um, Step on on Indigenous people once again, and you know what what I learned there, um, basically sums that court case up. You know the the Fort the Fort Laramie Treaty, uh, uh, you know is is still you know was the main one of the main reasons why we went was because they found they found a loophole in that mm-hmm. in that ability to you know encroach upon um, Indigenous rights on on many many different levels, um, and you know. For me, um, you know, I'm, I, have a, I have a father who, you know, has worked in government and has always, you know, kind of t- took me backstage behind the scenes, you know, in regards to, like, what was going on, like, you know, why the laws were passed this way, you know, with a mother that was a political scientist who actually, believe it or not, helped write uh, a handbook for the Bureau of Indian Affairs, which, of course, I don't know if they really use that handbook, but, right. you know, but, but primarily what what it comes, you know, again, down to is is that, um the The reason for all of my 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 work um as a creative director of a jewelry company is stems from from practically everything that the United States versus Sioux Nation of Indians you know basically States, but I'm, you know, I'm also focusing because my tribe, we were, we were, you know, Muskogees and Yuchis we were affected by the Treaty of Fort Jackson. That's something that, that, you know, that, that, you know, we have, you know, that we've been affected by. And so, you know, different treaties, but different outcome or same outcome. And, you know, the whole reason, you know, coming to New York, it's, it's, you know, I always, I always find it really awesome. I don't know if you know, where I, where I, you know, moved this company to, to, try to pave um, sort of like a couple of, you know, stones here and there for uh, people that are like in this city that, you know, I've run into so many people that say they don't, uh, or that they've never met a Native American before. I go into (laughs) some restaurants and they they try to guess where I'm from and, and they say, oh, I would have never guessed you were from Oklahoma. (laughs) And, and, you know, things like that. And it's like, yeah, you know, we're still here. We'll always be here. And you know, um I actually you know moved the company to the World Trade Center. Um, you know I went on a tangent there, but I, you know, I moved to the one World Trade Center, and I'm on the, you know on a very high floor up here, and right. I, I was getting off the elevator one day and, and getting into the sky lobby, and um, I had a, a colleague of mine that I work with at the time who said, "You know, I think it's the cool you're really the cool you know it's really cool that a native is has moved her business into the sky." Because, you know, if you think about it, you know, we make decisions close to creator. That's why we use eagle feathers. You know, anytime you go into a council meeting, I guarantee you there's a feather hanging somewhere. And it's not just any feather. It's an eagle feather. So, you know, thinking about it, going back to tradition, I thought it would, you know, be best to move a move something that's paving the way up to the sky you know
1: (laughs) well we are of earth and sky you know of the stars for sure we are star people hey kai uh mention a little bit about your uh your business here uh before we take a quick break and then we're going to have you on again and we'll talk a little bit about that documentary that you mentioned too wendy and i uh came into the city because we love jumping on that train and coming in 40 minutes into the city from uh Long Beach, and we went and uh, experienced uh, that great documentary, "The Sioux Nation versus the United States."
4: Okay,
0: um, yeah, wonderful. Um, you know, again, I uh, thank you very much for for having me, um, and you know, giving me a little a little light here. But um, the the Diowica Jewelry Company, you know, we have we have a goal. My 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 um, my idea, you know, after Standing Rock, you know, I was I was directly, I was one of the one of the over eight hundred people that were directly. Um, I would you say, I, I guess arrested, I guess that's that's the current legal term. <laughs> um, whatever, whatever that was, um, you know, I, I was there on the bridge for November twentieth. Um, you know, but it's, I'm not really here to talk about what I was there for. But right. instead, who I was there for. Um, yeah. You know, I have a I have a four year old daughter that I love very much. And you know, there's there's, you know, things that are tied into that whole situation, but I am doing this for her. Yeah. For, the, for that generation, the ones that are still learning to walk, the ones that are still learning to talk.
1: Yeah, right. Um,
0: you know, when, when we were at Standing Rock, we were just trying to protect the earth. That's all we were trying to do. Um, right. And, you know, Standing Rock really opened my eyes to the point where I was like, well, we need to do something. We need to create a company that can that can continuously educate and help the indigenous people. Uh, Daiwaika Jewelry Company is, is is you know the the philanthropic goal overall is to um, pretty much educate with jewelry, and and yeah. you know we make we make um, turquoise jewelry and that's that's what we're known for um, you know pearls and and turquoise and I try to do it in such a way that um, people are like wow that's actually fa- you know fashionable that's actually really you know it's it, we've always been fashionable we've always <laughs> been in you know whatever it is because. You look at all the headdresses at Burning Man, you you know, how many how many 30, tens, thirty, forty years have we seen our culture used in, in in fashion? And so why not we try to offset that a little bit, you know? So that's where Dioica Jewelry Company came in in, in my mind with my family.
1: That's awesome, and uh, Wendy and I started Native Roots Radio because of Standing Rock, too. Of all the misinformation that was sent out on yes. on the airways, and so that's, so that's the part of the Seven Fires. You're part of the Seven Fires that were released and to, to go about after uh, Standing Rock ended.
0: You know, you know that, that that I will tell you that North Dakota may have been negative eighty or negative seventy degrees at that time during the winter, but I'll tell you that it was the warmest place I'd ever been. It was Mm -hmm. the warmest place I'd ever been. When everyone was was doing good, good things, everybody was a good heart. Yeah. I carried that fire, and that's the fire that, you know, yeah, you're right. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And we're we're, uh, just blessed to, uh, because uh, Standing Rock was still going on, we talked about it almost uh, weekly, about what was happening there. And uh, (coughs) Wendy and I... uh, Brought supplies out there. We were out there during Thanksgiving uh, weekend, where it was the largest, probably the second largest city in North Dakota, and uh it was just people were rolling you, in. have seen the, the pictures, time.
0: where it's just yeah. like the whole the cars, just you know, yeah.
1: Well, and then in the movie, uh the documentary, the United, uh, the Sioux Nation versus the United States. There's a quick shot of uh, the the people going across to Turtle Hill with the bridge and the water and the police on top of the hill and. Uh, Wendy and I were there and we were not going to participate because uh, we had dogs in our our RV, but we did uh, ended up uh, getting excited and into the moment and we crossed the bridge. So it's like, that's the way Standing Rock was for us. It was like, Hey, we got to lay back. And next thing you know, we're raising our fist and going across the bridge. Hey, uh, Kai, can you stick with us for another segment, another quick segment? we got an, uh, another one to sure. end of the show. I'd love to talk a little bit about the documentary and a little bit more about your jewelry company, if you don't mind.
0: Wonderful. I look forward to it. Thank you.
1: Right on. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and we'll be right back after this short break.
3: Stay with us.
1: ho
5: Attention art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wisa My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian Cultural Corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues. Issues, injustices and biases. Through mixed media, combining drawing, painting and prints, Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wisigindum, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at
2: allmyrelationsarts.org. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: Then we're back to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How
1: oh. oh. You missed out, Kai. Should we do it again? <laughs> <laughs> hey, cool. Um, we're here with Kai. And talk about, uh, I want you to bring up, uh, one, your business again, uh, and then also where people can see your work, if you have a website or a Facebook page.
0: For sure. Um, the jewelry company, I'm a creative director for and co-fo- co-founder of. is Daya Jewelry Company. Um, and then you just type in diawiccajewelrycompany.com or the diawicabrand.com d i o i c a you know so is <laughs> all the information I think that people should be able to find uh, my company with
1: right, so you've been a young artist since you were uh six years old, as grandma said, and then you've been uh doing art since uh high school and really uh trans uh, transported into more jewelry after standing rock and and doing a good thing here, so I appreciate you being on and uh Let's talk a little bit uh, just about the Sioux Nation versus uh, the United States. That's uh, an awesome documentary. A lot of people on there that look familiar for us uh, natives because we we are all over the country. We're still here, but we're also a small community. And we all kind of know each other.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, I you know I wanted to kind of um, touch base on you know the. Um, the documentary a little bit, you know, I actually, you know, when I saw the trailer for that, my, I actually, you know, started to tear up a bit because, you know, it says that, you know, there's a story Mm -hmm. and, you know, that story is just like all over the place. There's probably over 800 different stories that are just Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, the Black Hills is not for sale. That's, that's the main thing. No amount of money will be able to purchase that. And that's something that the non-Indigenous mind can't grasp right um you know especially when you know living in new york city now you see that every day the city takes money from you because that's this is where the colonization started this is where you know everything The this is where the match stri- struck you know was was struck yeah. and it just spread like wildfire and then of course you know with um with the, with the amount starting at 110 million and now going over a billion in, in, in regards to um, what's available to them, you know, land to indigenous people. That's, 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 that's basically our, where, where we begin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, creation stories as well start with the earth. Uh, you know, at least at some point in, our, in on our storytelling, the earth is involved. It always will be involved. From the yeah. moment that we wake up to the moment that we go to sleep, we still have the earth in our mind. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that the um, non-indigenous mindset, they're just, it's just incapable of grasping that idea.
1: Right. Well, you know, and it's been said by many uh, great native leaders over, over uh, time, is that the earth is not for sale. The sky is not for sale. Mother Earth is not for sale, you know. And, and uh, they've got to give props to the Sioux Nation.
0: For sure, yeah, no, beautifully said, wonderfully said.
1: Yeah. So what what do you got plans here? Uh, what uh, do you have a show coming up? Uh, what, what's <laughs> happening? What What do you got going on here in the in the New York City where it never sleeps?
0: Well, for you know the plan, I can't really divulge too much. Oh, um, you know, as <laughs> as you know, a businesswoman that I am, and I, you know, how how it works though is is that Um, we, we do work with a lot of different, um, stores nationwide. Um, you know, we Mm -hmm. are acquiring stores every week, um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, inquiring at least, especially making sure that, you know, um, that the proper representation is there, especially if we're going into, uh, we actually have a store in Lawrence, Kansas that we sell out of called the Phoenix Gallery. Um, and that's on Massachusetts street, just down the way from Haskell. And um, for me, it's like I got to make sure that you know I I still you know like just like just like the old days I got to make sure I'm not gonna get I guess I guess I can say screwed over, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <sorry. laughs> um, you know. And and for me, it's it's always a constant. Like okay, you know if 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 I if I do this if I'm if I'm okay with this amount, I'm still educating that area. And like mm-hmm. you know, for me, like the the non indigenous you know uh, stores are are a little bit more. Um, more interesting to work with, I should say. Um, right. And then you know, uh, you know, for us, like we just acquired uh, a spot in the Southwest Trading uh, Company um, store in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so, you know, as we you know move around the country and you know are selling out of different spots, it actually is enabling me to be able to continue the other um, activism work that I that I do. Um, I can't divulge too much about the activism work that I do. Um, but uh, one of the one of the things that um, that Diawick Jewelry Company was assisting with earlier, especially last year, was the Thacker Pass situation involving wow. uh, Lithium Americas. Um, you know, I was a drone pilot for them for a little while, and actually caught the corporation with uh, four m- men digging up artifacts on Easter Sunday. Um, you know, and I don't know a corporation that works on that day, um, you know, and when we called and, and you know, asked, um, do you have anybody out here? No, 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 we don't. And, you know, that's always the constant, constant thing. It's like, of course not. We would never do that. Um, and so, you know, things like that. So, you know, moving on back to um, the stores. So, you know, that's also the story that we like to tell as well, you know, as why, you know, why we're coming in. Cause a lot of the jewelry that we, Um, that we sell we're we are right now actively um, my team and I were actively um, trying to figure out okay how what is the best way to make sure that this company stays afloat but is still able to donate to tribal situations like that because that's something that by the end of this year we we do hope to be able to at least donate if not um, 20% or more um, Mm -hmm. to different causes you know water legal rights um, or l- legal battles, because, you know, that's literally it. That's that's what it is, right? You know, New York created this system where we have to be uh, loophole finders in order to stay afloat. Uh, yeah. You know, lawyers, they, they, they're not really lawyers. They're just paid to find a couple of loopholes, um, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, and I say that with the kindest heart because a lot of times people don't know what that means, you know, right. um, especially Native Americans, Indigenous people, we, weren't, we are not expected to be in law offices mm-hmm. we are not expected to hold high positions um exactly. that's just the, that's just the fact of it um you know right. not not try to be rude to the non-indigenous world but i mean come on <laughs> you know we're, we're, we're still here we'll always be here so well
1: we have a anyways. store here we have a store here in uh, minneapolis and we're going to be at uh at well we're at the twin stadium target field and then we also are going to be at the minnesota state fair which is just huge we were there last year and then we're going to do shakopee's powwow and one of the things that uh that I've always said that our mission is, you know, I have we have people that we uh, buy stuff from and sell, and we want to buy it at a good price so these artists make money. You know, we don't want to rip them off and, and sell what it's worth. And, you know, there's artists that make a lot of money doing a mural, but yet... They're selling their art for ten bucks because they need baby formula and we want we want to get rid of that. We wanna like we wanna mainstream like what you're doing in New York all over, you know, here in the Twin Cities.
0: Absolutely. You know, I I know when you said that that ten that ten dollars, you know, item just to get baby formula that that really hit home and you know, to be able to help with situations like that, that's that's always been a goal of mine.
1: Yep, it sounds like a Kai. You have a great heart, and I really appreciate you being on. Really went quick. We'll have to have you on again.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for having right me. On. Have a wonderful day.
1: Yeah, you too. Oh, uh, hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground in which you stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, vote. We're still here. We are the seventh generation.
3: And free Leonard Peltier, now.